Well, welcome everyone to the Robin Walters Show, part of the Red Sky Radio Network. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, before we launch, and I have so much to share because there's so much going on, I just want to thank our listeners and our supporters. Uh, last week, I've been on the air 18 years. Last week was the biggest audience response we have ever had both on the terrestrial stations, you know, the conventional radio stations, the podcasts, the rumble, put them all together by far. And I don't want to say the program was a great program. It's just a program for the time, and I think the times are catching up to the programs because what I've been saying, I've been saying for a long time. And the, in the past, it was the, it was the future. We're a watchman on the wall ministry because we see what's coming. But what's coming is now here. What's coming is inside our gates, which you're going to hear a lot more about and will shock you. Maybe it won't. When we get to the concluding portion of this program and tie it all together, I want to start with good news. And it's kind of a funky good news, if you will. Um. The Israeli airstrike uh, over Gaza took out the only planned parenthood clinic in all of Gaza. Now, I suppose we should be cheering that, and I guess I am. But I gotta th- you got to think of and consider something here. Muslims don't believe in abortion. Your strict Muslims don't believe in abortion. On that, they're far more biblical, if you will, than your average Christian. Many who think, well, they're a raper. It says, well, maybe this or that. Maybe they got Down syndrome. Blah, blah, blah. million and one excuses. So I'm not so sure that the Planned Parenthood clinic in Gaza is primarily an abortion clinic. It may be for truly Planned Parenthood, not Planned Non-Parenthood like it is in the U.S., where they're actually helping mothers. Maybe they're distributing contraceptives and whatnot. But consider there's a couple of million people in Gaza, and there's one Planned Parenthood clinic. That part, and I and generally I saw this, and I thought, man, I'm thrilled. They nailed the only one there is. But the fact of the matter is it probably, probably isn't doing abortions, or if it is, that's it, out of 2. Point, what, 2 million people or something. Because Muslims don't do that. Muslims don't have queer marriage. Strict Muslims don't. They toss those guys off the top of a roof. I've seen those pictures. Maybe that's why Barack Obama was not comfortable acknowledging his Muslim faith, because Barack Obama is a Muslim. I've got the tape. When he, t- I've got it. He says it to George Stephanopoulos, and George Stephanopoulos has to correct him. He says, you mean, you mean you're a Christian, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well... Okay, maybe he's the, the Christian half is that Irish part of it. I don't know. 
let's let's move on. But anyway, that's kind of the good news that maybe not, might not be good news, and ultimately I don't really know if it's good news, but I decided to throw it in there because it was a really interesting little factoid. Now, my one and only piece this week before we get into the real business here, back to Israel, coming out of COVID. My only COVID piece this week, I promise, but this stuff comes out. You just can't deny it. A VA study, Veterans Administration study, published a piece in the Journal of the American Medical Association, the premier medical association in the United States, that proves and shows that the COVID, quote, vaccine, end quote, made absolutely no difference in the risk of hospitalization for COVID. We're down to where we cannot prove that the vaccine did jack squat crap diddly. Nothing. Not a zilch. Can't, we cannot show that it saved a single life. Did it? Well, maybe it did. All we know are the lives, the people that are dead because of it. That's it for this week and I, on that topic. Now, moving along, um, this next piece I'm covering only because it shows the shocking contempt that Facebook, Google has for Americans who they think they're the elite. They claim they're elite. They're the intelligentsia. We're the dumb rocks, especially the conservatives. They Well, they actually know we're pretty smart, which is why they have to censor us. If we were dumbos, they wouldn't have to censor us, right? It's because we're pretty smart. That's why they have to censor us. So we have this ex, a former director of the CIA, Michael Hayden, who said, I just have to quote him. Here it says, uh, he was asked on a particular program, um, some Twitter program, said, uh, former CIA director Michael Hayden calls for the assassination of Senator Tuberville because the senator is performing desperately needed oversight of the U.S. military. Now, that's Molly Hemingway that I'm quoting, editor-in-chief of The Federalist. That's a good paper. Molly's a good journalist. She's a real journalist. So when Hayden was asked, should Tommy Tuberville, senator from Alabama, Republican, who's holding up the approval of certain um, military promotions because of the military's pro-abortion blood on both eye teeth perspective towards the killing of innocent human life in the womb. He was asked, this Hayden was asked, if Tuberville should be removed from his committee in Congress. Hayden's response, how about the human race? Question mark. In other words, should he be, should he, removed from the committee, how about removing him from the human race? He's suggesting an assassination, absolutely clearly. So what if I said, well, how about eliminating Joe Biden, Cammie Harris, you know, go right on down the list of all the usual suspects, Schumer, Pelosi, Mayorkas, Ray. What if I said, should they be eliminated from the human race? If I said that, this is purely rhetorical, if I were to say that, and I'm not asking it. I'd have the FBI down my throat in a heartbeat, but not for a left-wing hack like Michael Hayden. 
But the real reason I bring this piece up is because I knew this had occurred. And I did a quick comparison between a search for this piece on DuckDuckGo. And I got all kinds of... The, the articles filled the entire page from different sources dealing with this social media Twitter feed. I went to Google. I put in the identical search. Not one single hit could I find on Google talking about Michael Hayden, the left-wing hack, suggesting that a conservative senator be assassinated. That's the implication that I get. That's the main reason I'm bringing this up. If you do a Google search, fine. There's some things I can't find on, on that are kind of benign types of things elsewhere. But when it comes to this stuff, if you can't seem to find what you're looking for, go to DuckDuckGo or some other search engines, but particularly DuckDuckGo, and you'll find it. Because Google still, still censors us because they just think that we're a bunch of crap shots. Okay, BLM, where do they stand? BLM, the burn, burn, loot, and murder crowd, supposedly for civil rights, but they're, all, they're actually only for black supremacy. They're black panthers without any, without any uh, explanation necessary. Racist, violent, ra perverted. If they all left the planet tomorrow, we'd have a parade. And another reason, they sided with Hamas. They support the terrorization of Israel. They support the killing of civilians, soldiers, babies. They applaud the beheading of the 40 young babies that uh, Hamas beheaded after they murdered them. A real nice crowd. If you got anything BLM, torch it. Okay, next. Now back to Gaza. This, the rest of the program, here we are. And there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff you didn't hear last week. And this is sort of a supplement, but it takes it above and beyond. Back to Gaza. So I trust you heard last week's program. If you didn't, you need to. I had two programs last week um, dealing with this, uh, the, the regular Robin Walter show and a Sunday morning with Robin Walter, which was Blessed Israel. Need to hear both of them. So fundamentally, Hamas are cowards. They're punks. They're jerks. They're brainless and obviously incompetent if they blow up their own hospital with one of their rockets, which actually, now we know, never hit the hospital. It landed in a parking lot. And there weren't 500 killed. Sorry, Rashida Tlaib, you little you know, whore for the Palestinians. That's what you are. You're a prostitute. For Jew and Christian hating Muslims, which I will say again, I've said it many times before, all the Jew haters, every single Jew hater in Congress is a Democrat. Every single one. So we got Hamas hides behind women, hide behind children, dress. Uh, they put on skirts or they put on hijabs. They put on things to disguise the fact that they're male. I guess they're Muslim trannies. I guess, right? Maybe we should introduce them to Dylan Mulvaney. Maybe that's how we get rid of Dylan Mulvaney. I don't know. They know that they're, that other people who actually have some morals. See, they claim 
Israel has no morals. None whatsoever. They're butchers. They're barbarians. And yet Hamas will hide behind women and children and use innocent civilians as a human shield, knowing even... See, they don't give a rat's rear end if the women and children are killed. That's why they're... Maybe Israel respects that. Maybe they don't. Some are going to get killed. Some women and children are going to get killed. And I, and I reiterate, Gaza needs to be wiped off the map. Absolutely. Which we will get to a little deeper. You got the, the biblical basis in last week's program. But they know that the ones that they call barbarian, the Jews, the ones that they called every name in the book, pigs, you name it. They actually are acknowledging that the Jews are more moral in this respect than they are because the Jews are not going to intentionally blow up children and, and women. Not intentionally. There's casualties of war. Hamas declared war too bad. Their women and children are going to get killed. They're, that's, that's the uh, collateral damage, if you will to taking out Hamas. But the fact that there is Jewish restraint, when Hamas doesn't give a rat's rear end about their own women, their own children, they're just trying to cover their own butt and, and hide behind the hijabs and the, the little kids, proves that Israel has more morals than they do. Israel cares more about the women and children in Gaza than Hamas does. Okay, I think I got the point across, right? Well, Hamas was voted into power in Gaza in 2007. Okay, let's kind of mark that date. Now I'm going to go on to something that, in hindsight, I think it was prophetic, but it actually was, I think, just biblical that I was spouting off on. This program launched in January of 2005. 2005 was the year that the Jews unfortunately gave Gaza up back to the Palestinians. In less than two years, Hamas came in with governmental aid, I might add, from the U.S., took over. They are now, They run the government. They run the military. They run everything. The people keep putting them in office. The people don't seem to mind Hamas. By 2007, they were in complete control. It was in the third year of this program, late 2007 or early 2008, because I, I keep all my programs, that I said not only was this a huge mistake for Israel to give up Gaza, because, first of all, God gave them that land. You don't pass along and give up something God gives you. Right? Not unless it can be shared without any loss to yourself. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pass your salvation on to somebody else if it meant you had to go to hell in their place. Jesus took care of that. That's not your job. That Jesus, that was his job and he did it. Did a great job. So, the fact of the matter is, Israel gave up something they had no business, no right 
to give up. And in that late 2000, 2000, early 2008, I said, this is a huge mistake. Hamas runs it. They just turned over their own land to an enemy that wants them destroyed. Hamas exists for one and one purpose only, to eliminate and kill Jews and eliminate them from the human race. They want to pull a Michael Hayden on the Jews and eliminate the Jews from the human race. The extermination of Israel, it's the only reason they exist. Go look at their charter. Their everything, anything that they write and publish, it's all about eliminating Israel. And they turn their little kids, 10 and 12-year-old boys, and the demonic little fascists that their parents are to carry it out in the next generation. So this desire to kill every Jew and Christian while they're at it, if it's convenient, doesn't skip a generation. When I spoke that on the air, I said they made a big mistake. I made a second. This is what I think was prophetic. I made the statement, Israel is going to get Gaza back at some time because God is not happy with the fact that they gave away the land that he gave them. Pressured, I might add, from the United States. Maybe we'll have a chance to get to that. I don't know. And what I said on that program is because the whole world considers Israel at fault all the time, they can be 100% perfect, and the UN and all the other slobs will consider them to be entirely at fault, even though there's 22 Muslim nations in the Middle East and there's only one Jewish nation. One is too much. One Jewish nation is just too much for them to handle, to have 1.3% of all the sand in the Middle East. They can't handle it. What I said was, Israel's going to get it back, but in order for Israel to get it back, it will require something that Gaza does that is so ridiculously bloody, so ridiculously barbaric, so distinctly inhuman, inhumane, I guess would be the word, Something so off the charts that it conjures up thoughts of Adolf Hitler and various death squads and gas chambers. But this, it's going to be, it has to be so horrible that it repulses every single Jew and coursing in their veins is the, have to admit it, from the left or the right in Israel, they have to take out the people that are killing their children. Now, what did it take? It took 15 years. I knew that. They're going to have to get it back, but they can't just go take it. They have to take it under, not a pretext, but under a basis that is without any dispute. Now, if Israel blows Gaza off the map and takes it, or if they don't, they're still going to get accused of things like blowing up the children's hospital, which which are just a pack of lies, along with Rashida Tlaib and the squad and the other Democrats that are that are now coming out against Israel or tempering their comments. Some are forced to support them because they won't get reelected because they've got major Jewish constituents in their districts. So they got to play the prostitute and say what they're going to say to keep those votes. The ones who don't need Jewish votes, more of them are coming out against Israel because they get money from organizations that are anti-Semitic. 
So there you go. All right. On to the rest of the war. Uh, no, wait a minute. I got to add a comment here. Because the U.S. is of no benefit, really, to Israel. Not much. We'll give them some aid. But the fact of the matter is, Israel needs to go do what Israel needs to do and just say, screw it, U.S. and every other country that doesn't like what we're doing. This, you're... U.S., you're not fighting for your existence. You're not fighting for your lives. You're not following the words of Nehemiah, who said, while building the wall, fight for your land. Fight for your spouses. Fight for your sons and your daughters. Fight. And that's what Israel's doing. It is fighting for its existence. Why play footsie with Hamas? Blow them up. Send them to their eternal destination. They have to go. You don't get rid of 90% of a cancer and then high-five each other that you're almost cancer-free. If they aren't exterminated, they will return like termites, like rats, like a cancer. Israel is going to be hated by everyone. We know that. The Bible says that. They're a byword among the nations of the world. They might as well just go do what they got to do. Get it done with. I mean, look at this. So Hamas has an organizational book for their their little minions carrying out their cowardly deeds and atrocities for both the soldiers and civilians how to kill them. The Israeli Defense Forces said here in a report that soldiers have found not only the operational handbook of Hamas terrorists, but also operational plans and detailed attack orders against communities near Gaza Strip, which illustrate Hamas' plan to carry out a terrorist attack and commit atrocities against both civilians and soldiers. So why do I bring this up? Because that much you've already heard. To make one particular point, none none of this was spontaneous. It is actually a very well-conceived, laid-out, detailed plan that has been in operation for a long time in its planning stages, which, thank you, Joe Biden, uh, thank you for the money that you've sent to Iran. And Barack Obama, you suck just as much as your successor. Thank you for funding Iran to fund Hamas so that can take its time to lay out plans for the destruction of the only democracy in the Middle East. Well, I told you about the, the hospital. Of course, you know, Rashida Tlaib, you know, I mean, it's sort of fitting that they blow up their own hospital, right? But they're going to lie. It doesn't matter. It's, see, since Hamas doesn't give a rip about its own people, Men, women, and children. It actually, I, I actually wondered whether whatever happened at that hospital actually might have been intentional so that they could get this big, because they don't care. They don't care about the sick and the elderly. Blow up their own hospital. Whoever gets killed in it, it, it makes for better publicity worldwide because of all the left-wing lemmings that support these crazy, wacko Islamic screw-ups. Just blow it up. 
Now, I don't think it was intentional. I'm only saying it wouldn't surprise me that Hamas would do that because they don't care about any life other their own, other than their own precious little tush, so much so that they got to hide behind the women and children. Take shelter, get the human shield, so hopefully we won't get heck to heck with the rest of the world, our own kids. They could do it. Then Taliab, who still believes this crap that she's spewing, part, partaking in the uh, the insurrection at the uh, at the at the congressional building. Of course, it's only an insurrection if you're a conservative. If you're a left winger, then it's a protest, right? Well, in addition. People seem to be already forgetting this. Talia posted a video showing a bunch of massacred kids. This was before the misguided rocket, which didn't hit the hospital. Like I said, there aren't 500 dead. and landed in a parking lot of the hospital. <clears throat> I've seen the picture. The cars are the evidence. But Talia, before that ever occurred, and now she had a new story to, to lie about, she posted a video contending that these were images of children massacred by the Israelis. Fact, proof check, the photo she distributed was from 2013 from an unrelated fiasco, an unrelated slaughter, if you will. Had nothing to do with this. Eight, or I'm sorry, ten years old, and she's pulling crap out of her pantyhose to try to convince the world how bad Israel is and all the she's shown the world is just how incredible, obnoxious, lying piece of garbage she is. Okay, next. Boy, am I going to fit this in? So you have uh, Toadstool Trudeau. It's one of the first to rush to judgment blaming Israel for the Gaza hospital blast. And you got a whole bunch of others that just, they love this. It's just, see, the left loves when there's a massacre that they think that they can blame on somebody they don't like, which is Israel, Christians, and everybody who has guns. That's why they don't give a rip about the people that are slaughtered in some mass killing. They're thrilled because it helps advance their gun confiscation scheme. But, uh, Cammie Harris, after all of this, and I'm going to set this aside. I'm just going to mention something. With all of this going on, Cammie Harris comes out, and what is she talking about? This brain-dead, nitwit, dolt. And I'm being kind. She can talk if she's got at least two AAA batteries lodged somewhere in her head and three fully charged AAAs, and she can cackle for you like a crazed hyena. The dumbest, absolute dumbest, who incidentally fornicated her way into office in California with Willie Brown, the absolute dumbest president or vice president in the history of the United States. Joe is senile. Harris isn't. She's just a, she is just plain stupid. Okay. So now, let's jump to something here. We're going to dive into the meat of this thing. With Let's start with this. Joe Biden, yesterday, on the air, talks about giving $100 million 
dollars to Palestine Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank. A hundred million dollars to send to the Islamic whack jobs. That's right. Israel never belonged to Palestine. Not the Palestinians. Not one single day. Read the Bible. You can even read something. I haven't had a chance to check this. I got a Koran. I have read it a long time ago. have no reason to read it again. I just do it to be able to fact check some stuff. But there is a, um, there is a uh, imam, can't think of his name here, where I got it here someplace, who states in, I, I think it's Surah 7, 7, 7 colon 7 or somewhere in there, that it's clear that Palestine belongs to the Jews. Leave them alone. Don't touch that land. We got the rest of the land. Don't touch them. Now, I can't verify that. I, I got to find it. I had been able to find it. I can get the quote. Maybe I'll get it here before the end of the program. But I can't vet that. I'm just going to throw it out. But Joe wants to give $100 million to people who hate us, who hate Israel, who hate Christians, want to bomb and eliminate Israel off the face of the map. And he's saying it's only humanitarian aid. And what does he go on to say? Hamas... Don't you don't get any of this. Don't do what you did before and steal some of the aid. Yeah, right. The Robin Walter Show is a listener supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. I think God must be a cowboy at heart. He made wide open spaces from the start. He made grass and trees and mountains and a horse to be Well, why that song? I'll tell you, I had to drive out into the desert, high desert, up in the Prescott National Forest. Nobody is around. Just saw the wide open spaces. I needed to commune with my maker. I needed some balance. And there it is. I love that song. That's why I played it today, because it means uh, a lot to me, particularly right now. i got to come back to this, though. So Joe's going to give Palestine Palestinians $100 million for Gaza and the West Bank. Hamas runs the military in Gaza. Hamas runs the government in Gaza. Hamas runs everything, and Joe thinks that they can that somehow the U.S. can give a hundred million, hundred million dollars of your money and my money to these bastards 
who will kill Jews as soon as they look at them, just as and 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 think that somehow Hamas will keep their their grubby hands off this money? Are you serious? I mean, is this a fight for who could, who's the most stupid between Harris and Biden? Who is the cons- consummate jerk and numbskull of the ages? Are they fighting for pole position on the race to Stupidville? Goodness. And then he says, he warns them, don't take it. Hamas, you better, we better not find out that you took it again. Again. He admits they already stole previous aid, and he's going to trust them with another $100 million? God, why do we have leaders that are so bad? Here's the answer. It says whether it's John, I'm sorry, John Adams or James Madison, I don't know, you get the government you deserve. I hate to say it, but the United States has sinned so badly, so frequently, we are so fist in the face, give God the middle finger of so-called diplomacy. How can he, he's long-suffering, but it also says his spirit will not always strive with man. Right? That's back in Genesis. He's not going to always strive with man. We got the government we deserve. These two turkeys pretending to be the representation of constitutional democracy, and all of they are are mindless, feckless little tyrants doing stupid stuff beyond belief to give a hundred million to those who run the government, the military, and every institution in Gaza and tell them to keep their hands off the aid uh, and don't don't do what they did before and take the aid that we gave them. Gosh, Joe. I can't... Well, no, I'm not going to even go there. I can't do it. Okay. And then, so, Joey's going to play a real tough guy with Netanyahu, right? Netanyahu, the guy who Joey has stuffed twice now, when he came to the U.S. and Joey Cornpop wouldn't see him because he might tick off some Muslims. Well, we got probably more Muslims in this country now than we do Jews, and so Joey's uh, maybe changing horses here. This is preposterous that the White House said they have really tough questions. Their words for Netanyahu. And what was their demand? John Kirby, the White House National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications, and Joe Biden, what was the demand? Zero, zero civilian casualties. Let's defend ourselves against these barbaric... You fill in the noun. I gave you the adjective. To, uh, to these barbarians. There we go. There's, an, uh, there's the noun. Skip barbaric. It's all wrapped up in one word. Give them the and we want we demand zero casualties in defending our border and responding to this attack. Look, did, are you guys so stupid, Kirby, that you didn't learn anything from Neville Chamberlain? 
and the Munich pact and the, and the appeasement with Hitler. That appeasement is, is another word for weakness. And all it does is invite further aggression. You think that Israel could do nothing at all? Nothing at all. And then give a hundred million to Gaza and Gaza won't use it to rearm itself and fire another 5,000 rockets? Jeez. A book out by Alex Marlowe. I got to read this thing. I got the highlights from it called Breaking Biden. And it's titled All the Ways Joe Biden Has Harmed Israel. Now, we know that B.O. Barack Obama hated Israel, hates Jews. He just has to put up with them. And he he would fake it because they gave him a lot of money. But he had anti-Semitic friends, anti-Semitic advisors. And why on earth would you send $1.7 billion in cash? You remember that on the pallets? To Iran, the one who, the country whose only real purpose for being these days, the raison d'etre, is to destroy and push Israel into the sea. Okay, now to prove to you just how much Joey Cornpop and B.O. hate Israel, even though we know that, and shipping money, $1.7 billion in cash to Iran by B.O. and Joey, they have hated Israel, but, they've got, but Jews are in the Democratic Party. They've had to placate them with all of this hypocritical crap that they spout to get their money for the campaigns. A book by Alex Marlowe called Breaking Biden. Haven't read it, but I've, but I got to zip through a few highlights just to prove just how much Joe Biden hates and has harmed Israel. And all he is is Bo 2.0. He's just an extension and an expansion of Barack Obama. Well, all right. I mean, I've actually told you some of this stuff, but I'm going to just mention a couple things here real quickly. That first of all, uh, he's trying to revive the Iran nuclear deal. The Iran nuclear deal so that um, Iran can wipe Israel off the map. Provide them with uh, a monitoring of their nuclear thing. Allow them to develop nuclear capability. That's what he wants to arrive at. The raison d'etre, like I said, for Iran is wipe Israel off the map. Why would you do that if you actually liked them? If you really liked Israel, I mean. If you really liked the Jews, why would you arm, fund, support, and encourage the ones that are vowed to destroy it? Number two, they're the biggest funders of organizations that fund terrorists have been under B.O. and J.B. They fund the funders of terrorism. They've staffed the Pentagon with fake experts who are compromised by their Iranian connections. You've got Iranians in the administration. More on that in a minute. A minute going to blow your brains with what I'm going to share with you. They've alienated Saudi Arabia. I mentioned they snubbed Netanyahu. Taking three days to condemn Hamas. Are you serious? Three days? Well, was Joey busy? He said, I was busy. What was he doing? One of those days, he was busy at a barbecue on the front lawn of the White House with a live band. Oh, yeah, that's a real priority, Joey. I, 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 look, if, if somebody raped your daughter, somebody shot, wounded, and killed your son, 
somebody you love or you say that you love, presumably you do, like Biden says he loves Israel, they got our back and or we got their back and all of that crap, which he's lying. If that happened to your son, would you take three days to come to condemn the act? Not if you really liked your son and daughter, not if you love them, not if you have a bond with them like they claim. But he's dinking around, having a fancy little barbecue with a live band. Oh, toe tapping Joey Cornpop out there. What a scumbag. What an embarrassment to the whole world. He's pushing for a U.S. consulate for Palestinians in Jerusalem, I might add. That will tick him off. The only one who's ever done anything right in recent memory, in recent times, really going back to uh, 75 years, the only one who's done anything right is Donald Trump. Trump has done everything right with the Abraham, Abraham Accords, with moving the, the embassy to Jerusalem, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital, Donald Trump, I mean, why every Jew in the United States doesn't vote for Donald Trump blows me away, and yet they vote for Joey Cornpop, probably because they aren't connected to their own homeland as much as uh, maybe we think that they should be. Telling Israel that only zero casualties were acceptable in a war against terrorists. Right. Okay, well, tell that to, um, tell that to Winston Churchill. Yes, you can defend England, but in defending England, you got to have uh, whatever you do in bombing Berlin, uh, zero civilian casualties. How stupid. Stupid. All caps. Well, i got to keep moving along here. Okay, so I mentioned that a uh, number of years back I said, don't give away God's gift, but there's more to this. There is something that the left, the Talibs, have demanded, and that is that Israel share its Iron Dome defense with the Palestinians. I covered this last week, so go, go listen to that, why that is so idiotic. The fact that she continues to be reelected in southeastern Michigan with all the Muslims that are in the Dearborn area only tells you what those Muslims in Dearborn really like. They like Alehu Akbar, Shmalehu Shmakbar, whatever they call it, whatever it means. They're devoted to the destruction of Israel and the support of the Palestinians as much, apparently, as Rashida Talaib is because that's who they keep voting into office. But there's something else nobody talks about. Nobody. But I'm going to tell you, Israel does not even share the Iron Dome defense secrets with us. God bless them. Why can't we learn from Israel? Huh? Why can't we learn from them? And why? Why won't they share it with us? Because they can't trust us. You got all these Jew haters in Congress, all the Jew haters on the campuses, all the 57 Jew hating clubs at Harvard, the Jew hating faculty. Why would they give that secret to us when we're just going to pass it on to the Palestinians? So here we are. 
How do you prepare now for an enemy attack, maybe in the United States, just like Israel has sustained? Well, it's going to come. We know that. We have pushed for a two-state Israel all the way back to George H.W. Bush, 1991. But I want to quote a passage. It's pretty instructive here. Joel 3.2. Joel 3.2. God says, I will judge the nation that divides my land. And that's all we've been trying to do for 31 years with the exception, notable exception of Donald Trump and but not really a great exception with George Bush. George number two. Dividing Israel brings God's judgment. Oh, I just found it here where I said that there was actually uh here I got it. There's a Muslim Quran professor by the name of Nissan Dana, who claims that Quran seven seven says following God bequeaths the land of Israel to the Jews. The Bible says God will send judgment on nations that try to divide the land that he gave to Israel. Now, I don't know if it says that. I can't seem to find it, but the Quran, every every time I look at it, it reads differently. It's because there's multiple translations. It's hard to say. But keep in mind, I could read the Quran and read a whole bunch of stuff I recognize right out of the Old Testament. Muhammad just copied, uh, or should I say plagiarized, much of the Old Testament. There is a lot of commonality. That's why the Muslims quote the same verses about sodomy and how homosexuality is a sin and how queers should be executed. The only difference is they actually do it. Not for being queer, but for committing sodomy. They actually kill them. So anyway, keep in mind, that's what Joel 3.2 says. But how do you prepare for the sudden enemy attack? Why do I think it's coming? Because I know it's coming. But it's not going to come in the form of a war. It will come in the form of the way by which ISIS and Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran do their dirtiest work. It's create chaos. And until the enemy is destabilized, they will not move in in a grand way to take over. They will destabilize just in the way that Hamas tried to in Israel. So we have Senator Marsha Blackburn is opposing the resettling Gaza refugees. Are you ready for this? The Democrats are complaining because only 53 Palestinians have been led into the United States in the last two years. I think zero under Donald Trump. How many do they want to bring to the U.S.? They're ready? One million. You heard that right. One million Palestinians. The Palestinians who put Hamas in, in office, who've never tried to throw Hamas out, who fully support Hamas in every respect and have for the last, what, uh, what did I say, 15, uh, eight, uh, 16 years since they took over in 2007. We want to bring one million of those Hamas-supporting people to the United States. Check this out. This is a pro-Hamas extremist who bashes Israel and promotes its destruction to the point of posting online images of terrorists parachuting in. 
regularly. She loved the destruction of the babies. She loved the destructions and the wanton killing and barbarianism exerted in Israel a couple of weeks ago. Who is this lady? Nejwa Ali. Nejwa Ali. Oh, precious little Nejwa Ali. Well, what does she do? She works for the U.S. Immigration Enforcement Agency. She's a former spokesman for the Palestine Liberation Organization, the PLO, the terrorist organization. She's a former spokeswoman, but she lost her job under U.S. immigration under Donald Trump, but she returned. What does she do now? She works for the Department of Homeland Security, which has given Nejwa Ali the authority to decide who can come into America as an immigrant or as an asylum seeker. Just last week, she posted pictures of Hamas terrorists parachuting in with guns and writing. And she says, F Israel, which you know what that means, and any Jew who supports Israel, death to all of them. Well, she was expelled from the country by President Trump. She's back in working for the Department of Homeland Security, deciding and determining who it is is a, an immigrant and asylum seeker. While all of her little precious little Jew-hating buddies over there are the ones that she wants to let in. But she moved into other work now, and she works for DHS. She's an adjudication officer, vetting people to make sure that they are not a threat to uh, uh, the country before letting them in even though we never vetted her. Her hashtag, Palestine Mia Moore. My love, my love for them. But F Israel, the government, its military. And then she concludes, that's her quote, are you ready for your downfall? That's what she asked them. Well, how do you prepare for an enemy attack? I'm, some of this I'm going to have to push off to next week, but I've got to finish the key element here. How do you prepare? We're going to answer the question next week. This week, I'm going to convince you of the need to prepare. Because I, I saw this video. It's 10, 12, 14-year-old boys and girls, Muslims, pledging their allegiance to Allah, pledging their allegiance to Iran's supreme leader, the uh, Ayatollah whatever, Ayatollah Shamola, praising him, praising the martyrdom uh, in this video, uh, identifying terrifying influence within the U.S.? No, no, that's not what this is really about. No, I was wondering when I saw this, where was this thing? All these kids chanting and saluting their com their commander, uh, Salum Pharma, Pharma Day, whatever, I can't even pronounce it pledging allegiance to become a child soldier for Khomeini, as well as taking of an oath to become a martyr. I saw this video. I've seen these videos before. But I had to search for where was this big, huge child demonstration of young boys ready to die for Khomeini, ready to die and be shouting, Allahu Akbar, or Shmalahu Shmakbar, whatever they say, while they're killing Jews and Christians. Was it in Riyadh? I looked, I thought, well, this is like maybe Saudi Arabia. Was it in Mecca? 
No. Was it in Cairo? No. Maybe it was Damascus. That would be a good place in Syria that they would be doing this. It turned out that I was wrong. And the fallback is this is classic Iranian. What? Iranian uh, indoctrination of youthful minds of 8, 10, 12-year-old boys and girls. This video is from Tehran. Folks, I was wrong. The video I saw was filmed in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. And we want one million, this government wants to bring one million Palestinians in here, led by Nejway Ali, the one who's going to vet, keep all Christians, keep all Jews out. And little Nejway, why don't they fire her, sorry, but Trump did. Trump sent her out of the country. And these jackasses in power let her back in. No one hates Jews in the United States and Christians more than the Democrats sitting on their pompous butts in Washington. I hate our governmental leaders. I pray for them, but a prayer is a short-lived prayer. God, save them. Save them. Turn somebody's head. But if you know in your omniscience that they will not be saved, please take them out. you got to do it, God, because we can't. Why don't we pray the same prayer that the Muslims are praying that all the Christians get killed? Maybe we pray that about about the uh, our administration that God would take them out. And I'm not talking about praying to Allah. I'm talking about the Lord God Jehovah. Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. Because when I said at the beginning of this program, this was a watchman on the wall program, but I said the time has changed. The days have changed. I don't see them coming. I see more of them coming. And the ones that have been coming are inside of our gate. They're inside of our gates. If this is happening in Houston, it's happening in Dearborn, Michigan. It's happening in Minneapolis, Minnesota. How else could these, the, 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 the squad of four, if they didn't hate Jews and Christians in their respective districts and tout and be filled with this anti-Semitic Christian hating, bibliophobic, Christophobic narrative that they spout off in Congress, folks, that's how they got elected in these cities. And they are expanding. So trust me when I say that some are inside, they are inside. Are more coming? Not if we can help it, but it looks like there's maybe another million Joe wants to bring in. And what you saw, read about, and observed in Israel is destined in the very near future to happen in this country because we get the government we deserve, like I said last week. Israel, when it sinned, was always spanked by outsiders. That's God's plan.
and they've all been from the Middle East. That's who's going to spank the United States. Get a gun. Because you will need it. See you next week.